0: Good afternoon, Delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colerkin District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at acrfm.org.au. Hello, Max. Hello. From the Planet Bedroom, <laughs> how's it going?
1: <laughs> I'm good.
0: Are you yeah. good? It's too, yeah. it's too good to be inside. The sunshine is out. It could be the only time this week. It's predicted to be yeah. wet and wild for the rest of the week.
1: Yeah.
0: How'd your weather yesterday with all the, the rain?
1: Uh, Good, yeah.
0: Pretty good? <laughs> Didn't get drowned? Nah. Nah. <laughs> What's, got any plans for the final week of uh, the online school term?
1: Uh, Not really, no. Just survive <laughs> Can't it? Can't do much.
0: No, unfortunately. <laughs> school, stay at home, stay at home, school. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But then hopefully after today's announcement that, uh, you know, the the bubble thing is slowly being eased a bit, um, mm-hmm. there'll, there'll be a chance that, you know, perhaps we could start doing a few more outdoorsy things as is. Get a bit yeah. more back to normal. Yep. Mm. Um, so we, we've got some exciting news. The Yumbox has arrived. Yeah. Global postage uh, can't hold us back. So, uh, <laughs> what's our clue there to try and work out which country we're looking at?
1: It's home of the original Memf-
0: Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, home yeah. of the original Memphis. <laughs> and the picture around it, I'm not sure if that's kind of a red herring or giving you some clues. Do you want to describe what's in the picture around the writing? It's...
1: um. A person saying you're the only ten I see.
0: Hmm. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: So Tennessee <laughs> But even the picture itself, like the cartoon <laughs> kinda looks a little bit Egyptian perhaps. Yep. But Tennessee and Memphis are both American. So I don't know. There's only one way to find out. Radio Max, where are we? We're in Egypt. Aha! So, I'm trying to work out the ten. I see the the. I didn't know about the whole Memphis thing, but uh, yeah, the hieroglyphic pictures to me were the the dead giveaway. What do you know about Egypt? Um, pyramids. Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, lots and lots of sand. And camels.
0: And camels and deserts and stuff of that nature.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Pharaohs
0: and mummies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm assuming it'll pop up in uh, maybe some trivia, perhaps in the booklet, but uh, the famous river throughout Egypt, do you know what that one's called? Uh, no, I don't. The River Nile. We could flip this on its head. You've got the uh, the, the, the info booklet there and uh, the little trivia questions and whatnot. Um, uh-huh. Do you want to tell us a bit about Egypt?
1: Okay. Do um, you want the trivia challenge?
0: Oh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> See if okay. I can uh, run myself into the ground with uh, not being quite as intelligent.
1: <laughs> How much of Egypt is in the desert,
0: 45%, 60%, 75% or 90%. Ooh. See, I'm thinking it's it should be a high number because it is majority desert. How much of Egypt? I'll say 75%. You're wrong. I'm wrong. It's D. 90%. Yep. That makes sense. It's a lot of desert. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. What else have we got? Um,
1: which of these landmarks was meant to stand in Egypt? The Statue of Liberty, the leaning tower of Pisa, the Washington Monument, or the Eiffel Tower?
0: Ooh, interesting. Um, hmm, they're all very famous landmarks. Leaning Tower of Pisa, Eiffel Tower, Washington Monument. or what was the other option? Uh,
1: there was the Statue of Liberty, oh, Statue the of Leaning Liberty. Tower of Pisa, the Washington Monument, and the Eiffel Tower.
0: Okay, so the Statue of Liberty was a gift, so I don't think it would be that one. Um, I'm assuming that the Eiffel Tower would get too hot... So it's got to be some sort of statue, surely. Um, I don't know Washington Monument. That can't. You're be right. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that can't be right. <laughs> what was it?
1: It's a the statue. It is of Liberty. the Statue of
0: Liberty, really. Yeah. Wow. Because that was that was a a gift, the Statue of Liberty. Uh, so they were originally going to be sending it to Egypt, were they? That's amazing. oh yeah. Wow. There you go. <laughs> what else have we got? Um,
1: which of the following was discovered in Egypt's um, pyramid? Mm-hmm. Dental floss? The world's oldest cinnamon? Uh, um, Hieroglyphs. I don't know what that uh, uh, word hieroglyph, is. Hieroglyphs so or
0: hieroglyphics oh. probably?
1: Yep, Is
0: of it? an alien. Ooh, yeah. the, oh, Or
1: the world's oldest honey.
0: Now, I know the world. We've, we've done honey on the show before, and I do know there was honey discovered in a tomb. Not sure about cinnamon. Gosh, I nearly would have said all of the above. Um, so, hieroglyph of. I know there's lots of people that think that aliens invented or helped to build the pyramids, but I don't know if there were hieroglyphics of them. And what was the first option? Dental floss. Dental floss. Hmm, I'm not sure about the uh, the dental hygiene of ancient Egyptians. I'm going to say honey.
1: You're correct.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> honey is one of those things that it doesn't spoil.
1: Yeah, it was 3,000-year-old honey.
0: My goodness, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh- Probably still tastes the same, strangely enough.
1: Yeah. One more?
0: Yeah, last one.
1: Yep. The workers who built the pyramids were given daily rotations of A, corn, B, salt, C, beer, D, apples.
0: Ooh. Okay, so something to keep them working. Salt would dehydrate them too much, surely. Apples? I don't know where you'd get that many apples. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't. I can't really see Egypt being an apple-growing. I know that they did make their own drink, so it could be beer. And again, my short-term memory is so horrible. I can't remember the first option. Corn. Corn. Ooh. Okay. Again, it's probably too hard to grow that much corn for. It's either going to be corn or beer, methinks. I'll say <laughs> I'll say beer. It's probably wrong. You're right. I'm oh, right. Oh, wow. Oh. oh, hang on. No, that's... <laughs> <laughs> How many <laughs> <rats> did that thing you see? Unfortunately, not enough. I did get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I pressed the wrong button. It was beer. There you go. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be wanting something that was going to keep them coming back. I wonder if the uh, pyramids went to be square but they couldn't quite see straight. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, let's try some of these uh, Egyptian goodies then, shall we? What have we got this week? Uh, whatever. We've got
1: um pretzels, mm-hmm. butter and herb pretzels. Yep. And uh Biscuit cookie
0: with date filling. Yeah, duetto. Uh-huh. So, um, which one would you like to start off with? Sweet I or savoury? I think the,
1: the duetto.
0: The duetto first? Okay. Yep. So, it looks, for, um, for the listener, it's very reminiscent of the fruit pillow biscuit. So, it's got a, uh, a fruit filling, then the outside is kind of a biscuit crumble and looks like very much a butter pastry style uh-huh. so what can you tell us about the duetto
1: if you're looking for dates the fruit kind not the romantic kind <laughs> there's no better place than egypt's neil river valley um for Mylena, this especially fertile region has produced more dates than anywhere else in the world. Thousands of years ago, dates were pressed into wine. Today, they're used to make delicate, crumbly cookies like this one. Grab a cookie. You've got a date with history.
0: There you go. Yeah. So the outer layer, uh, yeah, biscuit base, but the inside a, um, a crushed date centre. Uh-huh. Have a bit of a nibble on that. Let me know what you think. It's looking um, almost like a, a fruit paste centre. Yeah. The um, the outer layers is very melt in your mouth. Uh huh. Are you a date fan normally?
1: Not normally, no.
0: This isn't too bad. Yeah. Mm. Again, um, uh, the the fruit pillow biscuits. I know they have kind of fruits of the forest and stuff. I'm not sure about the whole uh, flavouring, whether it's specifically date. Um, that we get here in Australia, but this duetto one is, yeah, it is just crushed date. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, the pastry base blends well with the date centre. Thumbs yep. up, thumbs down, what are you giving it? I'm going to do two thumbs up. That was good. Mmm. It surprised me how much I liked that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they, the pump packet, it came in two little biscuits. Mm-hmm. So you got one and I got one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess technically you could share a date on a date. <laughs> um second one then you said was the pretzels.
1: Uh-huh. The butter and the pretzels.
0: So I'm assuming these are gonna be savory as well. Uh-huh. So the yeah, savory where the, the date ones being a sweet biscuit. Yep but they look very reminiscent of uh, the traditional pretzels we would get here in Australia. Yeah. What does it say in the, uh, the Yum book about the pretzels?
1: The Papyrus Eberus, a 110-page Egyptian medicine skull, dating all the way back to 1550 BC, contains some of the world's oldest herbal remedies. For for example, coriander was used for indes... (laughs) Some of these words are hard.
0: (laughs) Is it indigestion, perhaps? Yep. Yep.
1: (laughs) And indigestion and common was... Prescripted for bodily actions Mm -hmm. (laughs) and pains. But if it's a growing, growling stomach you're suffering from, you'll probably need a much more modern, but just a herbal remedy. We think these buttery herb dusted pretzels. Uh, Just what the doctor ordered.
0: So they're a little bit smaller, perhaps, than the pretzels we're used to, but they look to be the same style and consistency. They're a twisted pretzel
1: Uh
0: with flecks of um, salt and flavouring through them. It is a very Uh light dusting of flavour, but uh, have a nibble on that. Oh, wow. That's good. I was not expecting that to be um, so flavorful. Yeah. I'm very used to pretzels being majority t- bread taste, <laughs> kind of dry and <laughs> crunchy. but oh, yeah. uh, that the, the, whatever the herbs they've got on that um, the outer layer, that's a really nice mix. It's kind of it's almost reminiscent of chicken salt. Uh-huh. or another kind of a light and tangy flavor. Yeah. it's got some. I, I don't know what herb it would be that's giving it that um, that little bit of a kick. But um, what do we got there? Ninety-six percent fat-free, and they're oven baked. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. They're really nice.
1: And can't read anything else because it's, it's all in it's Egyptian. All in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: We need to get our translators on the job. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down for the Pretzo pretzels. Two thumbs up. Yeah, definitely on the <laughs> same board as you. Uh, there, they are really, really nice. Yeah. Well, that is the Yum Box for this week. We'll be back to Egypt again next week, but we best take a very quick break and we'll be back to check out this week's topic. Afternoon, delight. It is time for us to take a look at this week's topic, which is the Kit Kat. And Max, uh-huh. uh, what do you what do you know about the Kit Kat? We have talked about it uh, previously on Afternoon Delight before we were turning these into podcasts, of course.
1: But uh-huh.
0: uh, what, what's your fun facts about Kit Kats?
1: Um, they're like little bars of chocolate.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, kind of that chocolate covered wafers.
1: Yep. They've got um, lots
0: of different flavours. Oh, yeah. I would say <laughs> they would have to be up there with one of the most versatile flavoured um, products ever when it comes to different flavours. Uh, in particular, when we, we talk about the flavours, do we want to actually start there? We might start okay. with the different flavours. Yep. <laughs> because Japan has gone crazy for the Kit Kat flavours. There have been over 300 different limited edition seasonal and regional flavours that have been produced in Japan since the year 2000. And Nestle operates the the Kit Kat brand in Japan and it's apparently the top-selling confection. Um, Yep. Pretty much if you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> um the Kit Kat Chocolatory um with recipes designed by chef Yasuma Tagai opened in 2014 and expanded over 7 different branches in 2015 and from there they've had such flavors as uh baked custard, green bean, passion fruit, lemon cheesecake, wasabi, watermelon, chestnut, cherry, rock salt and, oh, just too many to mention. As I say, over 300 different flavours. Uh, you You're lucky enough to have had a few of those um, Japanese Kit Kats before.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Your uh, grandpa bought some back for you? Yep. Yeah. Do you remember roughly any of those flavours that we had? We had the wasabi Yeah, I, I remember not looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah. It, it was just... oh. Uh, Green Kit Kat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as hot and spicy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, yeah. lots I of I can't different remember flavors. anymore. <laughs> so the name Kit Kat uh, goes back to very early 18th century, but they can't narrow it down as to why it's called the Kit Kat. It, there is a very um, loose translation or thought that. It was named after the mutton pies, which were called Kit Kat, served at meetings of the Kit Kat Club, which was owned by a pastry chef called Christopher Catling. So the Kit Kat Club was a meeting of various political um, men of the time, and they would get served these pies from Christopher Catling, and his nickname was Kit Kat. But... Uh As to why the chocolate bars are called that, Uh, we don't quite know. The the brand goes back to 1911 when Roundtree's trademarked the term Kit Kat with a C and Kit Kat with two Ks. And the names were not used immediately when the chocolate bars themselves or the chocolate wafers appeared in the 1920s. Um, It was... When Roundtree's launched a brand of boxed chocolates entitled Kit Kat, they continued through to the 1930s, where Roundtree's then shifted focus and began to produce the Black Magic and the Dairy Box brands. With the promotion of all these other products, the Kit Kat brand was decreased and eventually discontinued. The original Four Finger Bar was developed after a Round Trees factory worker put a suggestion in a recommendation box for a snack that a man could take to work in his pack so in Mm -hmm. August 1935 under the title of Roundtree's Chocolate Crisp (laughs) they produced the uh, the first Kit Kat as we would know it Mm -hmm. so originally Kit Kats were a block of chocolate and then as of 1935 the chocolate wafer that we know became a a real thing Roundtree's Chocolate Crisp was renamed the Kit Kat Chocolate Crisp in 1937. Try saying that 10 times fast. (laughs) (laughs) Kit Kat Chocolate Crisp. The colour scheme and the first flavour variation uh, came in 1942 because of World War II when food shortages prompted them to alter their recipe. So the flavour was changed to dark chocolate and it abandoned the chocolate crisp title and I'm not sure if you can see there on the screen, Max, the uh, the packaging was originally kind of a powder blue colour. Yeah. And after the war, the, the name stuck, Kit Kat, and the original milk chocolate recipe was returned and the packaging went to the colour we know these days as red. Uh-huh. It was then exported... Uh, to Canada, South Africa, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand in the 1940s after being quite a successful launch throughout the 1940s in the UK. By 1958 the iconic advertising line was created which is have a break have a Kit Kat. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It further expanded when Roundtree's created a new factory in Germany to meet the demand and then it starting to get distributed through the Hershey company in the U S and Fujia in Japan. Nestle acquired it from round trees in 1988. So Nestle then had global control over the brand everywhere, except for the U S and they built even more production facilities in Japan. So Hershey still has the license to produce Kit Kats in the U S Um. But but that's the only other country that isn't owned by Nestle in regard to Kit Kat. Every other Kit Kat produced around the world is a Nestle product. Oh. So there you go. Um, lots of other flavours pop up here in Australia from time to time, but never so many as the Japanese market. Um, there are just so many different flavours out there. It's crazy. And basically the the flavour variants come from the chocolate layer on the outside. It's not often the the wafer that changes flavour, but uh, sometimes they mix and match the size of the bar. So in the 1980s, they had a five-finger bar in vending machines, but these days it is four fingers. Yep. But they're a bit longer. In 2015, they launched the Kit Kat Ruby, which we've had on the show before. It's the Ruby Chocolate. So it has Uh that kind of sweet and sour texture to it, and uh, it's a bright pink chocolate. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that is the the main or the the basic history of the Kit Kat. Uh Uh-huh. There's probably lots more we could talk about, but uh, there's only so many hours in the hour. <laughs> so, um, what what different types of Kit Kat do you know? Uh, just milk chocolate,
1: the gold one. Mm-hmm. Um, cookies and cream, mint. Uh.
0: And that's just off the top of your head. (laughs) There are so many. Kit Kat um, not only come in the four-finger variety, but they also have the Kit Kat Chunkies as well, which are a long uh, single bar that has three big pieces. And they now also come in Kit Kat Block Bars. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: So uh, we might have a a bit of a head-to-head test with some of those flavours after the break. We'll be back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okay, Max, it is time for us to go head to head to head to head to a lot of heads. There's <laughs> quite a few different flavours, as we said before the break, for Kit Kats. But uh, in particular, today we're going to look at four of them. So we've got kind of the yep. traditional milk chocolate Kit Kat there. Uh huh. Then there's three other fla- flavour variations. What do we got?
1: We've got the Kit Kat Gold. We've got double cookies and cream. Mhm. And we've got honeycomb smash.
0: So all very different flavours. Uh, Some of them changing up the interior of the wafer. And one of them changing the chocolate um, on the outside. The gold one kind of has the... It's almost a caramelised white chocolate, the gold flavour on the outside.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: So uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to start with the traditional and move outwards or...? Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. Very good. You're... uh, Easily convinced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, traditional Kit Kat milk chocolate on the outside, wafer on the centre, and it's got that Kit Kat imprint on the uh, the outside of the chocolate. There used to be a comedian, mm-hmm. but I can't remember who it was now, but um, I think it was Jeff Green. Used to always ask, what happened? Where does the chocolate go when they stamp the Kit Kat brand in? You're missing out on, you know, 2% of a Kit Kat every time they stamp their <laughs> brand in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a bit of a munch.
1: The crunchy wafer.
0: Very crunchy. Smooth <laughs> chocolate on the outside. It's. Yeah, very, not humdrum, but um, it's your stock standard Kit Kat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you kind of know what you're going to get when you bite into it. Yep. Crunchy wafer on the inside, chocolate on the outside. Not much more we can really say about that one. It's it's pretty much what you see is what you get.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yep. Okay, then. Well, uh, what are we going to pit it against first?
1: um the gold
0: gold okay I don't know. yep so yeah. we'll uh, we'll change up the outside of the 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 bar so this one has mm-hmm. the caramelized white chocolate on the outside and it gives it that um, kind of jersey caramel look to it the inside uh-huh. wafer is the same but it's a very light caramel looking chocolate on the outside yeah. Huh? Still got the wafer interior, light chocolate filling. I've smashed my to by accident when trying to uh, <laughs> open it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> is the chocolate, now this isn't a real verb, but is it meltier than the milk chocolate, do you think?
1: I don't
0: know. I'm finding it melts quicker in my fingers. Yeah. Could be just me. Don't know. Not sure.
1: Not sure. What do you notice know, taste
0: wise <laughs> the difference between the traditional milk chocolate Kit Kat and the Kit Kat Gold?
1: The Kit Kat Gold tastes like, um, carry milk.
0: Yeah, that very kind of sweet and condensed milk flavour. It's a much sweeter taste.
1: Uh huh.
0: And we should say this is the, um, the Kit Kat gold bar, the whole thing is that um, caramelized white chocolate because there is a variation of gold whirl Kit Kat, which has kind of the, the gold chocolate through the milk chocolate. This is specifically just a gold bar.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Just in case anyone's thinking, hang on, are they comparing apples and apples here or not? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a much sweeter um, outside taste. Uh-huh. Just going off those two, which one do you prefer the most?
1: The Kit Kat gold.
0: Gold, yeah. <laughs> I think very much a sweet tooth um, preference.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay then, two to go. Cookies and cream or honeycomb smash?
1: Uh, cookies
0: and cream. righty <laughs> So again, this is kind of changed uh-huh. up the outside of the bar. In that it's got the milk chocolate base, but the top layer of chocolate is a white chocolate with cookie flecks, I'll say. Yeah. So, going in for the taste test. I'm not sure if the wafer is actually a dark chocolate wafer on the inside. Mm. Perhaps. It's a bit hard to tell. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Now we sh- should be checking in. I guess you've got the um, the the health and <laughs> well being things. What what's our health star rating on the um, different variations? Um.
1: Hmm. The serving size is one row.
0: Mm-hmm. So we should for- yeah we should say this is um, coming out of the blocks. It's not the four finger, smaller versions. Uh mm-hmm.
1: huh. Yeah, for all of them, it's for one serve. It's just one.
0: Um. One row. Row. So yep. That's two Kit Kat fingers per serve. Yep. So we're we're technically taking a double serve by doing this head to head. Unless of course we're eating one thing. It's not going to happen, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, what was your thoughts on that one then? The double... It's a double choc, cookies and cream. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not as strong as the others.
0: It's got, yeah, more a cocoa taste than a a sweet, sugary taste. Uh Uh-huh. How are you ranking it against the other two?
1: Um... I'm going to do the gold, then the um, normal Kit Kat and the double cookies and cream. They're going to be tied at the bottom.
0: At the bottom, okay. (laughs) So we've got honeycomb smash to go then. Uh Uh-huh. Righto, so I'll let you uh, get that one organised. And description-wise, it's... Similar to the original in that it's got the milk chocolate outer layer. The inside, though, that's where it's really changed up. So it looks like it's got maybe one wafer, as opposed to the two. And then it's got a honeycomb layer on top of that. Mm. So it's almost a honey nougat layer. What are you thinking? That's good. Has it changed your rankings of the uh, the ladder yet? Um. Hasn't knocked the gold off the top position.
1: I think it might be tied. Tied
0: with <laughs> the gold. Ooh. <laughs> so you've got gold and honeycomb. Sitting at the top, and then the other two tied underneath that.
1: hmm Yep.
0: I, I will sit gold as a definite at the top for me. <laughs> it's, it's a clear winner. Then I'm probably going cookies and cream, then honeycomb, and then the traditional. That's probably how I'd rank it. But as we know, there are so many different... Kit Kat flavours out there. We're going to put uh, these particular four up as a poll on well not a poll, we can't do polls on Facebook anymore for some reason. So it'll (laughs) it'll be more a vote in the comments style arrangement but uh, if you've got a favourite Kit Kat flavour, let us know um, by jumping on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and we'll be back with our sweetest tune right after this. Okie dokie, Max. It is time for us to uh, play our sweetest tune today. And uh, because we're doing Kit Kat, um, there's not many songs that are named Kit Kat. In fact, strangely enough, I could not find one. (laughs) Mm. Uh, We could have gone with their slogan, have a break or take a break, have a Kit Kat sort of thing. But we're going to play around with the origin of Kit Kat. So it was named after, we think... Christopher Catterley. But uh, instead, we're going to go with that first part. So, Kitty. What do you know about uh, Kitty? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, often used as, you know, Kitty Cat, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But there is a song that was released uh, back in 1979 by a British pop band called Racy. And it's probably not a very well-known song for its original form. But what I want you to do is when you listen to this song, you'll go, hey, that's not the real words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can guarantee it. But this is the original song that they released called Kitty that you would probably know by a um, someone else called Tony Basil who released it under a different name. Okay? So this is Racy with Kitty and I want you to tell me which song you think it sounds most like okay so there we have Kitty by Racy how did you go Max have you heard that song under uh, another name uh yep <laughs> yep <laughs> what do you uh, what do you normally associate that uh, particular song with
1: uh Mum having it on the radio yep. in the
0: car. <laughs> and what 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 name is normally sung? Isn't it Hey Mickey? Yeah, Mickey? yeah, yeah. So Tony Basil, when she sang it, would have sounded a bit uh, strange. She thought uh, if she was singing Kitty, so she changed it to be about a guy named Mickey instead, and that then led to a big tie-in with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> So, uh, oh my gosh, the time is a flying. We'd best have a uh, quick fly through the recipe book and share um, something to cook up in the kitchen. dokie, Max, it is so hard to narrow down what to do this week. There are so many different Kit Kat recipes. As we said, Kit Kats are quite versatile um, in that they can be melted down, they can be smashed up and turned into other desserts. Huh? They can be turned into fudges or slices, they can be crumbled over ice cream. Did we have a, a particular favourite that we were going to share today?
1: I like the Kit Kat
0: fudge that was on the The screen. The Kit Kat fudge, here we go. So uh, (laughs) this one is a reasonably easy enough one that uh, kids can join in and help. Uh, It's only got five ingredients to it. Could be a good one for uh, school holidays joining in. So what do we Mm -hmm. need?
1: Um, Three cups of milk chocolate chips. Fourteen ounces of sweetened condensed milk, two tablespoons of heavy cream, one tablespoon of vanilla extract, and twenty-six Kit Kat um, snack size um, things.
0: (laughs) Very good. And so to make the fudge, um, what do we need to do?
1: You need to line an 8-inch square baking pan with wax paper or foil and coat it with non-stick spray. In a microwave-safe bowl, combine chocolate chips, cream and sweetened condensed milk. Microwave chocolate mixture in 20-second intervals, stirring in between each interval. Until chocolate is melted, add vanilla extract and stir well until smooth. Immediately transfer half of the fudge into your lined pan, spread fudge into an even layer and place 18 snack sized Kit Kat bars on top. You may need to trim some of the Kit Kat bars to get the surface of the fudge completely covered in Kit Kat bars. Gently press the Kit Kat bars down into the fudge and remaining fudge mixture and spread it over the top of the Kit, ba- Kit Kat bars. Chop remaining 8 Kit Kat bars into pieces and sprinkle over the top of fudge you can add the trimmed pieces on top as well refrigerate refrigerate for four hours until set remove fudge and wax paper from pan carefully peel all the wax paper off from the fudge and cut into um pieces how big it you can do big pieces or little pieces, or yeah.
0: <laughs> and you'll have those uh, wafery bits through the middle. Uh huh. So we'll stick that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for you to have a go at yourself. And we have got one thing left to do, Max. And that is to yep. open up this week's kinder, uh, kinder. I was about to say <laughs> Kit Kat surprise. <laughs> kinder <laughs> surprise. Kinder. Kind, kid, 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 kinder. 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 Kinda, 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 kinda. Yeah, Kinda, kin, 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 kinda. Sugar, we! Kinda,
1: kin, 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 kinda. Ow, ow.
0: You the and Radio Max, what is inside this week's Kinder Surprise? Oh, <laughs> he's down to the capsule already. <laughs> I missed the, uh, the the chocolate layer. It just disappeared. Okay.
1: You know the kangaroo we had last week?
0: And the week before and the week before and the week before?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, what about it? <laughs>
1: Got
0: another one. Holy heck. We've got a whole... Now, do you remember what a group of t- kangaroos is called?
1: Um, <laughs> nope.
0: A troop of kangaroos, I believe, is the collective <laughs> noun. I think they're also known as a bound of kangaroos, perhaps.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. Ah, more kangaroos. We're going to have so many. So, mm. um, depending on... Uh, what the group is. It could be a mob of kangaroos or a troop of kangaroos. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, uh, that's up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for folks who'd like to have a go at making their very own Kit Kat fudge. And that is it for us. All things going well. We'll be back next week to do it all again. And as always, if people want to get in contact with the show, they can head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, or they can uh, send an email to lolly at ocrfm.org.au. But uh, have a uh-huh. great week, Max. Uh,
1: yep. <laughs> we'll catch
0: you next week.
1: Uh-huh.
0: See ya. Bye. See ya. It's
1: always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait
0: until the middle of a
1: cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day.
0: It's always gonna be there anyway Thinking of these working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skylight rockets in flight afternoon delight